comes the bride with a knife that's one inch wide. Where is the groom dead in the dressing room? Stabbed in the heart because death do us part. Hello and welcome to Death Do Us Part. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Laura. And today we're talking about annoying people while you watch a movie. Those people who are sitting there texting during the movie or that is um, exactly talking what my murder during is about. a movie. What? I said that's exactly what my murder is about. Oh, I saw that one. I did not read it though. I just that was from the title. Yep. Yep, that's a big one. And people don't go to movie theaters as much as they used to. But I feel like there's even more problems at the movie theaters than at home. When you can have your own snacks, have your own bathroom, pause if you need to. Although pausing can really piss some people off. Well, it would, it could... If you're just at home, it could piss off your family a bunch more. Whereas if you're in the movie theaters, you're just making a bunch of strangers mad. That's true. And when we watch TV or movies, Kelly almost always has her iPad in hand. Now, granted, she doesn't like to watch much TV. She's just not a TV watcher, not a movie watcher. So she usually reads like fan fiction, which I think it's it's awesome that she reads that because it's one of the most geeky things about her but whenever like i catch a glimpse i'm like hey what you reading she just like turns it off and she's like oh nothing and i'm like you don't have to hide it from me i'm a way bigger geek than you are i probably think it's cool i think most of it's harry potter or lord of the rings or maybe both together isn't like a lot of fan fiction written by like teenagers and it's usually kind of like some of it i think could be pretty good but most of it's like pretty awful you know, I don't know because like she, she's whatever I ask her about it, and she's told me some of the stories. They seem to be pretty well written. I'm sure there's a there's more out there that's not well written, but you probably have yeah. to, find, you probably have to she, search to find the good stuff. I was gonna say maybe she filters it down by like number of likes or like the best stories out of a genre or something. Yeah, probably. That's not my vibe. I feel like if you had a good enough story, then you could get it published. So, yeah, but if if you're like just a big fan of Harry Potter and you wanted to write a really right. cool story, J.K. Rowling would give you two middle fingers and say, "There's no way I'm letting you publish that stuff unless you pay me a lot of money." True, and I'm sure if you changed like the names of things, that it would just read across like a weird knockoff. So, <laughs> right. Instead of Ronald Weasley, his name is Ronald Reasley. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like Prado instead of Prada. Germany Hanger. <laughs> and the best one of all, Perry Hotter. <laughs> anyway, so I think it's cool she does it. But if I want like a movie watching experience at home, since we're not going to the movies, it'd be nice if she just turned it off. Sometimes if it was like movie night. Yes. Like if you picked out a movie that you like really wanted to see, um, like if you paid for one of the ones off Disney Plus or whatever. Yeah, we don't I don't pay for those. I just I just wait. I wait till they're yes. free. I have no I have well, no problem being patient. Well we didn't well actually I guess we, we bought 
Black Widow because uh, Nick wanted to watch it for his birthday. So I bought that for his birthday. But then the other ones we've watched, um, we just wait until my friend buys them. And then we've like, she bought Cruella and we watched that. And then she most recently bought <laughs> The Rock on a Boat. Um, you know, what was that one? The Rock on the Boat. That, that's, that was the working title of the Jungle Cruise. <laughs> Jungle Cruise. Also known yeah, as your husband's celebrity crush. And actually a, a perfect a perfect segue into my pet peeve. Let's hear it. Um, which actually usually I don't I don't like to watch a ton of movies really. I feel like I'm like movie picky and I'd rather watch a show because then every like half an hour I get to decide if I want to do something else or not. Or like it's a good cutting off point and then I can be like, <gasps> send me to bed. I have to go upstairs or like I have to go upstairs and then like, you know, stare at the ceiling for a couple hours. Um, so I'm not like a huge fan of watching movies. I always feel like they drag on too long or something. But mm-hmm. I digress. When we do watch movies or TV shows, Nick's very best feature and one of the top three reasons I married him is that you can point at like any actress or actor and be like, I recognize them. They're from, and he will list like the top three things that they are from. I like how that's a top three reason to marry him because he is, oh, I he love is a it. cinema encyclopedia. <laughs> oh, it's, I love it so much. It's when we used to go to like bar trivia, like that was his thing was um, sports like weird sports things that I don't care about, but then like a lot of like that kind of like movie actor stuff. Um, well, yeah, and that, my yeah, thing was sure. like miscellane- mis- miscellaneous things that no one needs to know or should know or would want to know. And I'd be like, I know that weird fact about coffee. And everybody would be like, why? So that was my contribution. You were the potpourri category? Yes. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so that's my opposite of my pet peeve. Um, so he's really good about that. But then when you watch a movie that has the rock in it, which we watch a lot of them because he loves him so much. Um, he does this really annoying thing where he talks through a large part of the movie. Just like, it's not like he, I'd be like, Oh, what's the rock from? Don't worry. I know. No, it's just Nick sitting there telling me about like the rocks workout plan that he did during the filming of this movie. How one time the rock worked out with one of the actors in this movie. <laughs> Here's a random fact about the shoes that the rock has on right now. This is what the rock did last Tuesday. You know, who is really good friends with the rock. And that the whole time it's like playing rock themed trivia for an hour and a half. So, so basically his regular trivia of every other celebrity is a, it's an acceptable level. But when it comes to he'll rock, tell you what, like, the level of trivia mo- is just too much. It's normally I'll just be like, that person looks really familiar. And he'll be like, she was Jan Levinson in the office. And I'm like, yes, thank you. That's exactly what I was thinking of. And then we can move on. But you just said rock, that. It's just like, and we've been watching NCIS on Netflix, which is like 20 seasons ago. So it was, yes, I don't know how long yes. ago. We watched an episode and the actress uh, who played Jan Levinson was on an episode. And I was like, that's Jan Levinson from The Office. And Kelly's like, huh, yeah, it is. Uh, her name is Melora. Melora she was Harden. also on this other show that I was watching for a while. And she's currently on Dancing with the Stars. So More Melora Harden facts. I believe in the original Back to the Future because I watched that Netflix about the movies that made us. I think she yeah. was supposed to be the love interest to Marty McFly when they used a different actor for Marty McFly for like six weeks of shooting until they decided he did not work. 
and they switched it to Michael J. Fox, and the chemistry was just not there, so they picked a different love interest. So she is in like six weeks of a movie of Back to the Future that doesn't even exist. Oh my gosh, that's awful. She apparently was also on a Dirty Dancing TV show that I didn't know was a thing in the 80s. Well, I'm going to write that one down. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) So now that you know all of it, but this is like, this is exactly what it is. Usually it would be like that. Like, here's some interesting Jan, Jan Jan Levinson, Melora Hardin, you said? It's Hardin or Harding. Probably Hardin. Um, facts and it would be like a two minute ordeal it wouldn't be like commentary over the whole entire movie well welcome to the the melora harden podcast we talk all things (laughs) melora harden for a whole hour uh but um it the i think the other part that's annoying is like We've watched a lot of rock movies. We watch Rock's TV show. We drink Terramana tequila, which is the Rock's tequila. Like, I know all the facts about the rock already. I don't want to hear them again. And you would think with that much rock inside of your husband, he would start to look like him a little bit more, right? No. You have to work out like the rock. And we apparently don't have, we don't have any of the things from his Under Armour collaboration. One, they sell out pretty fast. Two, they're goddamn expensive. And mm-hmm. that's why. So... We don't currently have enough rock workout gear, so we uh, eat and drink like The Rock, but we don't work out like The Rock. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, so, yeah, talking through the movie, only specifically The Rock movies, I think, um, is my pet peeve. Understandable. As great as he is, he, he, there's only so much you can hear about him. Oh, I remember when Calvin was like not even one and a half. Um, we were tra- like trying to get him to like eat some broccoli or whatever. And then Nick would just have him flex and say, I love the rock. And Calvin went through a whole <laughs> I love the rock flexing eating broccoli phase. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. The rock love runs deep here. We're well, not sponsored, by the way. You know who we love more than the rock. Ooh, our patrons. Our patrons. Of course, I we wouldn't say more, though. Our to- we love them as much as we love The Rock. Not more than? Oh, you're not fed up with him already? No, The Run loves deep. He has really good tequila. <laughs> well, you're welcome, because I bought that for your husband two years running, and I've tasted it once, so I know it's good. Yeah, it never lasts. That's like the only time where I'm like, yes, I think I will have a margarita. Wow, it speaks... Speaks to the quality, such as is the quality of our patrons. Our top patrons, Sarah Eyre, at Smile 83 on Instagram. Jimmy Fuquay, at the Jimmy Fuquay on Instagram. Of course, you can find us at deathdoespartpodcast.com, at ddupcast on Instagram and everywhere else. And email us at ddup.podcast at gmail.com. We also almost had another matching top patron, Uh, But that individual canceled the same day. And I'm only saying this because if that person does listen to the podcast and you send me your address, I will still send you a sticker because you were a patron for a day. That's how generous we are here at the Death (laughs) Death to His Part podcast. Stickers. I really like her sticker. So I keep putting them on my computer, my work computers. Nice. So then when I go to work, which I don't do anymore, but someone could ask me about it. But now I don't work. So. Well, cheers to our patrons. Uh, you you messaged me saying you're making, what was it? Old grandma tea? 
yes, I'm drinking old grandma tea because um, I'm pretty sure that I got food poisoning of some sort. So I didn't feel like my stomach could handle mm. anything else. Well, I wasn't sure what old grandma tea was. So I heated up some water, threw in a tea bag and doused it with some Jim Beam bourbon. So this is my Ooh. old grandpa tea. That sounds fancy. Yeah, it just kind of um, tastes like tea is... with, with like a burn on top of it. I don't know. I would sure. drink. Uh, mine is tension tamer tea for people who are tense, which is me. So um, is that, do you just have an IV that runs into your bloodstream of tension tamer tea? Is that what you do? One day we went to the store um, and Calvin handed me this box of tea and he was like, you should get this. You need it. And I saw that, it, <laughs> and you know, this child can't read, but I saw that it was tension taming tea. And I was like, this seems like a sign. So I bought it. There was just it a picture. It actually was pretty good. There was a picture of a woman that somewhat resembled you with her brow furrowed and her hands on the side of her head and like, like exclamation points and asterisks <laughs> and, you know, all sorts of strange characters above her head. And he just thought. It kind of looks like mommy. She should have that. It too. has it has a sleepy bear on the front. So maybe he was like, oh, sleepy tea. Mom doesn't sleep. Let's get it. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> All right. Well, um, coming back to movies, if you're ready yes, to move on. I'm ready. My murder is from 2014, back when movie theaters were more of an ubiquitous thing. I guess they're coming back a little bit in some spaces, but not like they were in their heyday, that's for sure. Chad Olson and his wife, Nicole, were attending a movie, which was Lone Survivor. And they lived in uh, Paso County, Florida. They ended up getting a babysitter so they could go out for a date night. They were sitting in the theater Woo-woo. with their... I know, right? When's the last time... I can't think of the last time I had a babysitter and we could go anywhere. Um, it's depressing. Yeah. I was just thinking I haven't been to a movie, um, since before, like right before Calvin was born, we went and we saw oceans 12 or 13 or whatever. Um, and that was the last movie I went and saw in a theater. Yeah. For me, it was, I think frozen too. Oh, that's worse. I love that movie. It's fucking great <laughs> anyway not to get off track good movie <clears throat> so they they got a babysitter night out on the town husband and wife uh they were in their movie theater they had their popcorn they, they were waiting for the movie to to start and uh behind them sat a 71 year old retired police captain and uh his name was curtis reeves so like you know, before the movie, they have a whole bunch of stuff on the screen and then the previews start and things dim and it's like, okay, you should probably start to shut up now, right? That's kind of the cue. Mm-hmm. Well, Chad was using his cell phone as people often do when they're waiting for the feature film to start. And it didn't say whether or not it was like during the previews. I'm going to assume it probably was if someone was as annoyed as Curtis Reeves was. Um, but yeah, it, it can be annoying. But we all, we all, you know, live in the world with other people and we have to deal with that shit. Right. For police captain Curtis Reeves, it was very annoying. And he uh, asked Chad to put it away. I don't know exactly how he asked him to put it away. If he was nice the first couple times and Chad just didn't want to. Um, 
But he actually ended up going out and talking to the manager and telling the manager that there was a gentleman uh, who wouldn't put away his cell phone uh, while the movie was starting. And when he came back, Chad was putting it away and Curtis antagonized him saying, well, you only put it away because I went and talked to the management. Well, even if that's true, it worked, right? The guy put it away. But now this, I was going to say, now this guy's ruining everybody's movie experience by bringing in a manager and like standing up and talking and like you're being so much worse. Exactly. And according to Chad's wife, Nicole, she just couldn't understand why this man kept antagonizing her husband after he had already put the cell phone away. On top yeah. of all that, allegedly, Chad was text messaging the babysitter to see how their baby was doing or, or daughter was doing, not a you know baby baby, but how their daughter was doing before the movie started. As you do. Mm -hmm. You're like, okay, the movie's going to start. Everything's okay? Good. I don't have to be too stressed out for the next two and a half hours. Right. Medium amounts of stress, not, you know, we're leaving right now instead. Yeah. And even when I'm in a movie and someone's watching my kids, I check my phone. I'll pull it out every once in a while just to make sure I didn't miss a, you know, a call or a vibration. Because if something goes wrong, I'm going to leave a movie and go home to my kid. Yep. 100%. Well, I guess this dispute turned into a little more violent altercation because Chad threw his popcorn at Curtis and allegedly he threw his cell phone at him. So what does a retired police captain do? He was fearing for his life. He pulled out his gun and he shot Chad dead in the theater. What? Over a text message. He threw his popcorn in his phone and a retired police officer pulled out. Where was this? Uh, Florida. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. But all right. For all our Florida uh, listeners, you know, you know, if you know, you know. So Nicole, uh, Chad's wife, was actually injured during the shooting as the bullet hit her. Um, that the bullet that killed her husband actually hit her as well. Now, to her oh. recollection. Uh, her take on the situation was her husband was simply texting their babysitter before the movie started. Uh, Curtis was the antagonizer in the situation. Uh, Obviously Chad wasn't the nicest in his response. I don't know what words were exchanged. There's video cameras in the theater, but they don't capture the audio. And her husband flew off the handle, threw his popcorn at him. And so, you know, Curtis recalls getting hit in the face with something and it caused his head to turn. He felt that was a threat on his life. And that's the reason he decided to shoot him. That was the defense. Jeez. So, when this started to go to trial, <clears throat> Curtis claimed the stand your ground law, where you defend yourself if your life is being threatened. That's what he claimed in a movie theater, not on your own property when somebody would refuse to go away, not because someone pulled a gun on you. I mean, people get in fights all the time, get in fist fights. They beat the crap out of each other and they don't die. Granted, Curtis was 71, but still. But still, he could have just left the movie theater or moved to a different seat. Yeah. And there was, oh, yeah, yeah. He could have just moved to a different seat. Uh, I don't think the movie theater was very full either, based on the video. Well, I did, like, I did watch the sitting, video. Instead of sitting behind them, like he could have just moved two rows forward and sat in front of them, and then like you can't tell if the people behind you are on their phone or not. 
Right. Right, exactly. <clears throat> you don't get that light in your eyes that's bugging you or whatever. This is not convincing me to go to a movie, by the way. No, no, it's not. And my hypothetical murder won't convince you either, because that's based on another oh, true yeah. story. Um, so anyway, uh, I couldn't find an article with a complete resolution, but I found an episode of Court TV where they talked about the case. They actually interviewed Nicole about the incident. That was really interesting. Uh, so Curtis, uh, the, the latest news on it was that Curtis was de- denied the stand your ground law. It was ruled that it did not apply in the case. And then that was going to go to uh, like a jury court where he would actually be faced with his second degree murder charge. Well, it seems like if that fell through, then he really didn't have, like, he didn't have a case beyond that. Like if, you know. Yeah. So his case is, was delayed further because of COVID. And his right. trial is, was supposed to occur sometime this year, but I haven't seen any any news about it actually starting or taking place. So I think they've delayed it further. So all of this happened because one man couldn't let it go that another man was on his phone in a theater. And even after he put it away, he kept antagonizing him. Now, of course, Chad shouldn't have thrown shit at him. But even if you throw yeah. shit at someone, you might expect to get punched back in the face. Or you might well, expect to get kicked out or the police get called on you. You know, that's what would have probably happened, except the guy shot him. Yeah. Plus, like, this poor, like, he's like, you know what? I'm on my one night out, like, from my kids, and this guy's harassing me. And, you know, I've been harassed by, like, toddlers all day. He was at the end of his rope. All that. Yep. So now, uh, as of March, when uh, the court TV episode i think it was when that was aired or one one of the other articles i found their daughter was nine uh last march nicole is still fighting to get justice for her husband um i I did look at the movie theater security tape it does show part of the incursion it's like cut off like right in front of curtis so you don't actually see chad but you see the hand come and something clearly got thrown in the guy's face it's probably a cell phone just like they said um but the guy didn't cross over the aisle where, where the and they showed like the the lawyer in one of his arguments, like opening or closing argument, saying how Chad was so tall, he was like a, a six six foot seven guy, something really tall, and he was towering over. He was like a row down. So even if you're like, even if you're a foot taller than someone, that puts you pretty much on equal footing in a movie theater where the the seats are stadium seating. So that's kind of bullshit mm-hmm. right there. He didn't cross over the chair. He threw something at him, but he didn't like get in his space. Um, but, uh, Nicole thinks they're dragging their feet on this case cause he's a retired police captain and yeah. they're just stalling it just, just so they don't have to put him in prison for longer. So he was 71 in 2014. So now he's what, 78. Yeah. He doesn't have that many years left. So I think they're just stalling and dragging it out to protect their retired police chief. Ugh. That poor family. No justice, no peace. Um, well, mine is not something that happened in a movie theater, but rather outside of a movie theater. Um, so what originally happened was um, 45-year-old Cynthia Kelly, Munz, Munz and Redder, yeah, Munz and Redder, Um, was shot in the head of the parking lot of the Majestic Theater on Thursday in Union Gap, Washington. This was in 2013. Um, She and her husband were walking to the car when the attack happened. Um, 
And so then uh, the police, uh, a little bit later, uh, were arrested two men for her murder. And um, then it came out that they actually arrested her husband and one of her husband's co-workers. Oh, wow. So um, what happened was uh, originally um, 43-year-old John Munson Rudder um, was her husband, and he is accused of devising this plan to have somebody kill his wife um, before he actually ended up doing it himself. He mm-hmm. worked at a the Valley Ford Nissan, and he offered his coworker Juan Ibanez Cortez twenty thousand dollars to kill his wife Kelly. Um, wow! So it wasn't me, I swear. <laughs> it's a different spell. Um, she and his wife Cindy Kelly also worked at Valley Ford Nissan, so all oh, of them wow. worked at Valley Ford Nissan. Um, so he offered his coworker $20,000 to kill her and his coworker wasn't the one who actually pulled the trigger and he didn't kill her, but he did assist with the murder. That's so even crazier. That's even crazier. They were, they were walking out of the movie theater when John turned and shot Cindy Kelly. Um, and then, uh, Juan said that he was hiding in a bush and then he heard the gunshots. John threw the gun into like through the bushes so then he didn't have a weapon and he could be like oh my god somebody shot my wife and then um Juan grabbed the gun and uh took off with it and actually stashed it at the Valley Ford Nissan where they all had worked genius move yeah it it was definitely it was like a couple months before they like figured it out and figured what happened. Um, So they got suspicious because they said that John lacked sincere emotion during questioning. Um, And then as they started digging deeper, people who knew the couple told police, it was common knowledge that John had been having an affair for several months and that he just basically seemed like he wanted to get out of their marriage, you know, but couldn't possibly ask for a divorce. So he had motive and opportunity and all that. Yeah. Um, So they uh, were both put in jail. Uh, Their bail was set for $2 million. Um, And I could not find what ended up happening, like whether or not they were guilty. Um, They didn't have an update past this last update saying that bail was $2 million each. But they were charged of first-degree murder. Yeah, and even though the coworker didn't pull the trigger, he's just as guilty. They, uh, yes. You know, they, yeah. they both he should be on knew, the hook for He knew it was going to happen. He was going to take money for helping. He stood in a bush while it happened and then like ran away with the murder weapon that got chucked into the bushes that they pre-planned him being in. And that was what got me was he like planned this out. So he'd be hiding in the bushes waiting for him to throw the gun in. But like, he like basically like told his wife, like, let's go on a date night. And they went out to the movies and then on their way to the car to go home, he shot her. You know what's the the worst part about this? He was having an affair. So, you know, he was probably distant with her. He wasn't like emotionally bonded to her. So like up to that moment, 
I'm sure she felt like, oh man, this marriage is not going well. And then out of the blue, he's like, hey, let's go on a date night. And she probably thought in that moment, wow, maybe things are going to turn around for us. And yeah, like he wants to that. work on things or something. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm sure so. he'll be convicted. It sounds like they they found the murder weapon, he had motive, and they got both guys. And I'm sure one of them's going to crack and turn. Well, and the the guy Juan had already told them that he offered he got offered oh, two yeah. thousand twenty thousand yeah. dollars to shoot his wife, but refused. And then, uh, Juan, or John asked him to at least help him with the murder. He's like, I'll give you $20,000. And he's like, no, I don't want to shoot anybody. And he's like, well, you got to help me, man. And then he just said, yes. I guess. Maybe the dollar amount stayed the same. And he's like, well, if I don't have to watch and I just have to take that gun and go hide it somewhere. Right. Maybe I can I can handle that, I guess. That's messed up. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's crazy to me was they all worked at the same place. And then he also just took the murder weapon there. Yeah, I mean, if you they had planned it out quite well. Or like if he took it there in the interim before moving it somewhere else, but to just take it there and then be like, and I'm going to leave this here now. I'm just going to put it in your desk drawer, okay? That's what you wanted, right? Yeah. No one will care it's there. And they always find it. The police will always find it. I mean, if they can, yes, but... I'm sure there's plenty of times they have not found the murder weapon. Ooh, like in my hypothetical murder, so. Well, we'll we'll get to that. That sounds intriguing. Well, my movie interruption hypothetical murder was inspired by another murder that I almost picked for this when I was researching. And uh, this was an unprovoked shooting in one of the Purge movies. Mm -hmm. I saw that one. Yeah, which honestly, I wouldn't want to see one of those movies in a theater because it's all about people just that one night a year, they get to do whatever they want, murder, rape, whatever, right? That's kind of the premise of the movie. Yeah, we've watched a couple of them um, a few Halloweens ago, like they were on Hulu or Netflix or something, and we watched some of them um, because we kept going to like Halloween Horror Nights and they tend to at Universal Studios have like a purge maze. And I was oh, like, yeah. I've been to yeah. this maze like a bajillion times. Like, we should just watch the movie and see what it's about. Stupid is what it's about. but Pretty much. So after reading it, I was like, I, I don't want to go see that movie because there, there's probably a higher likelihood of somebody being crazy in that movie instead of, I don't know, Frozen 2. <laughs> but I presume it's because of the premise of the movie that motivated this guy to do that in the theater that he did. Anyway, so he ended up shooting two people in the theater, um, and the victims were only discovered by the cleaning crew after the movie was finished. So it wasn't like there was two shots, and they didn't, the article I briefly read didn't say like he had a silencer, Uh, maybe he used his jacket or something to keep it quiet, or timed it with the movie when there was something really loud going on. I was going to say, I'm sure in that movie they do a lot of shooting too. That was kind of what I figured. Yeah, they... So when they found them, the cleaning crew, um, one of the victims was pronounced dead on the scene, and the other was taken to the hospital and put in critical care. The cameras in the theater were not recording at the time, but only six people had purchased tickets. So they were able to track down who it was. Um, They went to his house, they matched the caliber uh, to a weapon he had, and they they ended up getting him. Um, 
but the whole concept of just I'm I'm going into this movie theater today to shoot two people. I was gonna say, did he know the people, or it was just there was random? no connection to the victims. Oh my goodness, yeah. And so he shot two people, left, went home, and they had to find him later. You could say that's how close he got to getting away with it. Yeah, if he would have picked like a more crowded movie, maybe. So my hypothetical plan is to go to the movie theaters, uh, and I specifically wrote at a premiere when it would be very full, um, plan to sabotage the cameras ahead of time in the theater so that they wouldn't be recording. That would be the trickiest part. Um, Order the tickets online from a public computer with a prepaid Visa card. So my name wouldn't be attached to it. I wouldn't have to go to the box office and be seen. You just walk in, show them the tickets, and you're in. I'd use my jacket as a silencer to dispatch the target, uh, leave, and then wait until the movie's over. Don't be suspicious and leave early. Just wait. And then when the rest of the audience leaves, um, I just walk out with the audience. The online ticket would make it so I didn't have to be seen by as many people to limit the chance of being noticed and uh, then just go home and wait and see what happens, like Michael Scott after he kidnaps a pizza boy. I guess you could go home and wait and, like, shave off your beard or whatever, too. There you go. That's why I have this beard. beard That's why I have this beard, in case there's a moment where I'm like, someone's following me, and I need to look different, and I'll shave it off right then. And then you go into witness protection. I call uh, call it a security beard. It's my security beard. (laughs) <laughs> not because it helps me fall asleep at night when I gently <laughs> never mind when you stroke it gently yeah when I when I stroke my own beard uh, to make myself go to sleep now that's weird <laughs> let's move on from that shit but that's my um, hypothetical so mine came from so there's this new show well it's not new anymore um like American Horror Story, but it was American Horror Stories, where like each episode was supposed to be a different story. Um, it was very like a knockoff Black Mirror to me. Oh, okay, yeah. I could see Anyways, that. one of the episodes was about this movie, and it was supposed to be this like cursed movie, and they tried to play the movie one time, um, and apparently like people died while they were trying to play this movie. So then they never played it again, but they were going to play it for Halloween. So these people went. And then when you watched this weird movie, it like turned you into a zombie and then you started attacking each other. Interesting. And then the the two like main characters or whatever escaped because um, they weren't watching the movie. And they went to the guy who, like, had created the movie, and they were like, why did you do that? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I think they, like, beat him up or, like, locked him to something so he couldn't release the movie anymore. But it was too late because he'd already put it online, and then everybody was watching it on YouTube. Interesting. And then that made me think about, like, they used to put subliminal messaging in movies. So, like, in between frames, then they, like, said it was illegal. But in between frames, there'd be, like, a flash of, like, get concessions and then like it, when you're watching the movie you're you would register it but like not like subconsciously so then like yep. in your mind you'd just be like oh man i just really want some popcorn or whatever smoke a marble and and a cigarette like, yes and so i was like what if you could do that while watching the movie and i could intersperse it and then like rock movies and i was like yeah but like what would it say and then i was like what if i just layered over a sound into the movie and then I was like, well, I wonder if there's a sound that's loud enough to kill you. And there is. Ooh. Um, Ooh that's, that's if you wicked. heard 
If you heard a loud enough sound, it could cause an air embolism in your lungs, which would then travel to your heart and kill you. Alternatively, if it was loud enough, your lungs might simply burst from the increased air pressure. That would be very loud. Yes. So How then would you I was like, yourself? oh, what if you just go to the bathroom? I just plan to not be there. I would oh. be like, there's this super <laughs> cool brand new like rock action movie that you can watch. And it's fine if you watch it without me because it's like Fast and Furious movies or something. And I'm not really into those. Um, so then he would watch it when we were not home. And it'd probably like blow our windows out too, I'm assuming, if it was that loud. Probably, yeah. Um, and yeah. And then my thought was that then we would come home and I'd be like, I don't understand what happened. And they wouldn't be able to find the murder weapon because it was just this movie that I made that I like, you know, deleted off of the flash drive it was on. The only thing that might get you is the giant ass speakers you'd probably have to buy. <laughs> wow, yeah. this is quite a well, home entertainment system you or, have. Um, uh, I did think about that because I was thinking, like, what if it was nighttime? And then I was thinking I could have him listen to it on headphones. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That were, like, right on your ear. That sounds like a good horror movie premise. Yeah. Like all, yeah, then, well, then, it like, did come from... Ear, under the ear cover for the headphone it just starts bleeding like as the eyes roll into the back of their head yes yes and it'd have to be shot like you're a person sitting in the room so like the rest of the room is like weirdly deadly quiet i'm just like washing a dish as like blood trickles down and then he just like slowly like flops over the couch you're just staring and i just staring and right i just at him. and then i just set the dish in the dish dryer <laughs> and then you pick up the phone, dial nine one one, and then immediately you go into hysterics. Yes, that's good. Is someone being murdered at your house, or do I hear a baby yeah, faintly Owen's crying in the background? Owen's screaming. Oh well, I, I can let you go. We just wrapped up the episode. Okay. Yeah, I gotta see what's wrong with him. He sounds like he's dying. Oh my goodness. All right, I will talk to you later. Yep. Well, marriage is messy, murder is messier, and <laughs> babies are important. So, have a good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye, all. <laughs>